I've learned that if if I keep somebody in there because I'm afraid to confront them, I put a lid on the ministry they're leading, and the, and that department, that church is not going to grow, and eventually. Uh, that the ch- it's going to limit the, the church and the department and because I'm afraid to confront one or f- afraid to offend one I'm in fact offending yeah. 10, yeah. 15 Welcome to Covenant Leadership a podcast about discipling into the next generation We talk about the principles of relational leadership and how to mentor new leaders Where do we find the passion to drive the vision to the next level? We'll really take you there On today's special live episode from Summit with our host, Leanne Tritipiapitak, we're talking about recruitment, getting the right people on your team, the wrong people off, and building your recruits with leaders and pastors from different corners of the world, Kelly Stickle, Utrianon, Ezekiel Pudpud, and Joseph Gadam. Welcome, delegates from all over Victory Asia. We have people from Pakistan. Are you from Pakistan? If you're from Pakistan, let's hear a shout. Woo! All right. We have Cambodia. Who's from Cambodia? All right. We have Sri Lanka. Where's Sri Lanka over here? All right. Okay, we have Myanmar. Where's Myanmar? Yeah. Good job. We have India. All right. We have Philippines, who's from Philippines? And of course, we have Thailand. Wave your hands. All right. So these are the apostolic forces of Victory Asia, amen? And today we are going to, lead, we are going to glean from some of our uh, trusted leaders. And um, today I just want to introduce Pastor U Trianon. He's from Huahin Victory International Church. He's planted a new church there just a couple of years ago. And Pastor Kelly Stickle, he resurrected a church from the dead. It was on its last breath. And now it's the biggest growing church in the whole world, practically. Amen. So there's such amazing things coming from these leaders. So the, the, uh, the program that we're talking about today is recruitment. Who knows how difficult it is to recruit people? to recruit the right people, amen? So that's what we're gonna talk about today, okay? Why is recruitment in ministry so important? Why is it so hard to do? Most fail in terms of recruiting the right people in the right season, okay? We, sometimes we don't know how to pass on our DNA to the next generation. And that's the key, is passing on the culture, the DNA of Victory Asia to the next generation, okay? So Kelly, I wanna start with you, okay? As someone who is overseeing several sites, how do you train your site leaders? Uh, Always be recruiting somebody and working somebody, training somebody. Always, uh, always have, you know, always have somebody alongside of you. And, and then when they can do the job to 60% of the capacity that you can, give it to them. Amen. Awesome. So as a new church plant, ooh, what kind of people are you looking for to join your team? Well, we're looking for the perfect people. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Actually, you know, like, to be honest with you, we see all this, you know, we had the leader, you know, Dr. Alperis. And to be work alongside with him, that is like, it's not scale, nothing, but they're looking for the heart. Yeah. So that's what I get for the DNA, you know, in my life, because to be attached to the family of the, uh, the victory is, I have no scale, I have nothing, but I had heart. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
And beside that, you know, is to be showing them and see them. They're not concerned about position, gifting, and you know the uh, talents. You know, like to to be to be having working along. I think it's really important. You know, like what 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 they have in their heart and and because I believe you know for all those scale you know it's a lot of people have talents yeah. right but the people is had hard that is the gold yes yeah, good for me yeah. you know is is yeah so what you're saying is basically you're not looking for skill as much as you're looking for character because yes. you can teach skill yes. right? attitude yeah. attitude that's right yes, okay so Kelly what are the, some of the challenges that you have faced in recruiting uh, the wrong people. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a big one. I think one of the biggest challenges we've had is trying to pick somebody based on skill alone, mm -hmm. and not testing heart and and really probably uh, putting too much emphasis on putting a warm body in a need mm -hmm. and identifying a need and trying to stuff people into that rather than uh, uh, finding their passions, their gifts and equipping them and training them within that, stirring that within that. So I would prefer, I think one of the things that I, I've learned is I would prefer to not have a ministry exist in my church rather than having the wrong person lead it. Right. So I would rather go without a youth ministry if I don't have somebody who's passionate about youth rather than feeling the obligation of doing a youth ministry and putting somebody in there. Um, they're frustrated and everybody else is frustrated and ultimately it's going to be difficult. So I, I, to me, I think that the thing that I've learned is identify the gifts in your people mm -hmm. and equip them in their strength rather than, than try to make them fit to you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is a question for both of you then. Um, what, without mentioning any names, what are some of your worst experiences in recruiting? I have, this is mm. a two-pronged question. Some of your worst experiences in recruiting, first of all. You first. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, you, like I just finished saying, I think it's putting somebody into a position, and often it's usually children's ministry or youth ministry, that we feel like we have to fit somebody in there. So yeah. if you put somebody into a, into a classroom just to, you know, we need a teacher for this age group, and you stuff somebody in there, usually you don't train them, you just kind of close them, and as soon as you find somebody that will say, I'm willing, you put them in there. Well, in doing that, you end up creating a whole lot more problems than, than you even had without having a teacher right. in that class. So I've made the mistake of having, you know, the wrong person in the wrong fit, and they quit. Uh, they usually cause pain with the people that they're trying to lead. Mm. And if I leave them in there for too long, and I've done that before, then I've got to the place where I put the wrong person in the wrong fit, and they've left the church because of the wounds that they've, they've carried that. And um, so I think that's probably one of my... And then you've got people that are hurt. And as a pastor, you never want to see your people hurt. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's probably one of the, mm -hmm. one of the regrets, or big mm -hmm. regrets, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is so glad to hear from you know pastor kelly is not just only me have been through all that stuff <laughs> but yes it's really important you know like i said like from the beginning you know like we're looking for heart right but mm -hmm. all those people we can train you know we have discipleship class all those people you know have to be on that but sometimes you getting you know how they're gonna say you know like they thought they're ready and they come to tell you and then you okay here you know and then they do something you know, is I don't want to say you know it's the the worst, mm -hmm. but 
they're doing a lot of things, you know, to hurting people and all this kind of stuff, and we learn from that, right? Mm -hmm. But for all those things happening is, like, we have to be kind of like follow our DNA with training and, mm -hmm. you know, all those uh, uh, commitment, you know, because what, what, whatever they try to telling you, yeah. I have that talent, I have that give, I have those other things, I don't believe you. Yeah. You have to get through this, you know, and what, this is what we do. But what happens, and I'm sure a lot of us are, are in this boat, or at least have been recently, that we're a smaller ministry, and so we don't have the luxury of fitting the right person into the right place. So sometimes you got, you just got what you got. Mm -hmm. Okay, so sometimes it'll work out, but if it doesn't, how can you remove them with love? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a success in that? Yeah, I think, I think one of the things in, in removing people, because we, we automatically feel as leaders that if I was to confront somebody, that that's not loving. But the truth is, if you refre refuse to confront somebody, that's not love. Mm -hmm. Right? So parents, the Bible says that God disciplines those whom he loves. Mm -hmm. And so there's a confrontation in that, in that discipline. Yeah. And so I think if we say, well, if I'm, I'm afraid to talk to somebody about their weakness, as if they don't know they're weak in that area. Yeah. They, they know. Right. And they, they have a tendency. They're Most frustrated. Of the <laughs> Most of the time they Most know. Most of the time they know. But I think, I think people want to know, the number one thing that people want to know, even as volunteers, is am I doing a good job yeah. or am I not? And they're afraid of... of they rather know than not know. And I think as a leader, sometimes sitting down and saying, okay, this is what I see. This is what you're good in. This is where I see your strengths. Your strengths aren't fitting this, this position right now. I think there's a better fit for you. Um, and most of the time when I've had that conversation, they're like, oh, thank you. Right? I've been feeling frustrated too. And, and it's some, you know, I've went in nervous every single time and hated the confrontation. But a lot of times it's a relief to them as well, mm -hmm. and just saying, hey, we need you to work in this area, mm -hmm. uh, and here's resources in order for you to train and get better at, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and sometimes uh, it doesn't work out that way, as right. nice and smooth and, and perfect, and sometimes they freak out, mm -hmm. uh, but I've learned that if, if I keep somebody in there because I'm afraid to confront them, I put a lid on the ministry they're leading, and, the, and that department, that church is not going to grow. And eventually, uh, that, the, it's going to limit the, the church and the department. And because I'm afraid to confront one or afraid to offend one, I'm in fact mm. offending yeah. 10, yeah. 15, yes. uh, because you've got the wrong leader in the right place. So I think as leaders, we have to confront that way. Well, for me, it's really, you know, is we have a lot of, you know, challenge on those, you know, to be confront. I've tried to tell them, you know, what is right, what is wrong. But the first thing, like Pastor Kelly said, you know, we just have to come with first time, you know, maybe spending time, you know, with them and try to be like kind of like going the curb, not go straight, you know, try to saying like, hey, something you're doing, you know, is like, you know, effect to the people or hurt someone or, or it's not right, you know, and then second time, third time, you know, with love and all that kind of thing, you know, until, like, if, you know, we don't want to be, like, confront and then try to be, like, hate each other, but we being love, like Pastor Kaylee said, sometimes we have to, um, 
of the heart of the pastor, you know, you don't want, maybe you lose one, right. or maybe you lose 10, mm -hmm. but, or maybe you don't lose anything, mm -hmm. but we just try to be standing and doing what the right thing. Mm -hmm. And if they do something wrong, you know, we just have to tell mm -hmm. them, and if you're not changed, mm -hmm. please go. Right. Thank you. <laughs> right. So what happens to that person if you, if you do get to the point where you feel like you, you need to remove them? They're not removing them themselves. You need to remove them. What do you do with them? You just ask them to sit, sit in the, on, the, on the sidelines or do you promote them to a different ministry? You know, what do you do with them? It, it depends on what you're having yeah. to confront. If it's issues of character, uh, it would be a sideline for, for a time mm -hmm. until we work on that character. Mm -hmm. If it's an issue of competency uh, or skill, then it's something where we'll, we'll, we'll suspend for a season and we'll give you extra training. Right. Uh, if it's an issue of chemistry, which is are they not getting along with their team that are, are you know, not in the right fit, then maybe we'll move them to another team and see if there's a, a, a better fit. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times... To be honest, if, I, if I'm frustrated with one of the volunteers, here's one of the things that I do as a leader, is I first, before I question them, I first question me. And, and I question me and going, did I have, was I clear in my expectations of them and what the position, what, the, what I was wanting them to do? And to be honest, nine times out of 10, the reason I'm frustrated with the person in their skill is because I wasn't clear as the leader as to what my expectation were, was. Right. I thought I had, you know, I knew what the, I wanted to get done, but I wasn't clear to them as to what the expectation was. And so a lot of times I go back to them and saying, okay, forgive me, I wasn't clear in what my expectations were, and relay out the expectation. Mm -hmm. And, and no, if they, no, I understood that, Pastor, then, okay, now we got, a, <laughs> yeah. now we got another problem. Yeah. And we can deal with that. But mm -hmm. a lot of times it's like, oh, I didn't understand that, and then it, it's immediately corrected. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they can they can go to work with that expectation. Mm -hmm. So one last question in terms of recruitment. You know, we're talking about our Victory Asia culture, our Victory Asia DNA. A lot of us have come from the platform, and we've really gained our revelations from that place. But what happens if you need to recruit from outside Victory? Have you done that? And I, have, has it been successful? I have done that. Not very successfully. Mm -hmm. I've had a, lit, a few successes, but not very successfully. I'd highly recommend uh, working and recruiting from within. Mm -hmm. And why? Uh, because I can teach skill. Mm -hmm. uh, it is much more difficult to teach culture mm -hmm. uh, to people. And so if someone comes in from an outside culture, uh, it, it affects the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. And so as much as I possibly can, I, I think that there's potential within no matter how big how small church our church now is large and so it's you can say well it's easier for you you've got lots of people no I, I do the same when I pastored small churches is I would recruit from within train from within and one of the things that we do is we give personality tests you know 16 personalities it's it's a, a website I'd recommend everybody to go see the number 16 personalities.com uh, is a personality test that gives you a list of, of skills and traits of the people you have and, and you know, do that with your people and you'll find and going, ah, there's somebody that I need to fill this position and they, I have that person sitting right in my congregation, right, right in my team already mm -hmm. that could fulfill that position. Mm -hmm. And if you test your people and, and study them and learn them, you can teach them the skills uh, much easier than you can teach the culture. Mm -hmm.
Anything else to add? I would say, you know, the, the same thing. We can accept them, you know, mm -hmm. with dinner, you know, like from somewhere else. But the one thing that I learned, though, like try to be showing, our, showing them this our DNA and our culture, that what they have to be come to be adopted, mm -hmm. yeah. not we Adopt. are, yes. to be, right. you know, do what they right. are believe or what they are DNA. Mm -hmm. right. That's the, and we, can we adopt have, that DNA, yes. adopt and that And then culture. we have so many of, you know, people believing from, you know, different thing, you know, right? But we have a platform, you know, that mm -hmm. DNA and the thing is clear and share. If you want to be, you know, joining us, you see this is our culture. Yeah. And to make clear, you know, and, and, and I think the answer will be like, they're going to be willing to be your culture or they're going to leave. Right. Yep. Right. So good. Yeah, so thank you guys for coming, and um, we're going to hear more from you a little later. Um, guys, don't go anywhere, because in the next segment, we're going to talk about recruitment infrastructure with guests from India and the Philippines. Okay, so we'll be back in a moment. The best thing with a cup of tea, a good cup of tea, is a good book. And uh, we want you to... To make this book available to you, it's called Faith Greater Than Poverty. We wrote it last year. Now, this is written by six authors, people that are closely involved with the ministry across Asia, and so it covers six topics. You can read it in just a few minutes. But what it is, is it's an attack against the poverty spirit that keeps us from succeeding in the call of God, as he's called us across Asia and the nations particularly. We rise up and we hate poverty. And uh, because poverty is a curse that causes us to stop what God has called us to do. There's a tremendous liberty in this book. Actually, the last chapter is written by Pastor Barb Billet from Lethbridge, Alberta. And it's a book on prayer. It's called Watch Your Mouth and How to Pray. And then other chapters written by people that are involved in the ministry. I mean, every one of these authors is somebody who's accomplished great exploits and would love to share them with you. So I'm just excited about this book. You need to get a hold of it. Contact us and we'll get it to you. So that first segment was awesome, right? Our Victory Asia DNA culture is to reach, teach, and mobilize. Amen? So recruitment is so key and vital to the success of our churches growing and thriving and multiplying and just the kingdom of God taking over the whole world. Amen? Amen. So this second segment, we're going to talk about recruitment infrastructure. We have uh, Pastor Joseph Gadam. Welcome to the show. Give him a round of applause. And we have Pastor Ezekiel from the Philippines. Um, Joseph, uh, he graduated from VABC in 2012. Woohoo, VABC, yeah. He returned to India and immediately launched Team Leadership College International with 25 students in the first year. That's phenomenal in itself, 25 students in the first year, right? Now it's been, what, six years? Six years, and now they have 82 students. Is that right? Yeah. 82 All students together. this year from um, 25 states, states yeah. across India. Yeah. Amen. Awesome. So their their uh, their focus and their vision is to reach every state, plant churches, yeah. every state in India. Yeah. Pastor Ezekiel, he plant 
he pastors a victory church in Manila, Philippines. You've yes. planted several churches there, and you've come from you you've come through some tremendous struggles, and yet you've seen some tremendous breakthroughs. So welcome both of you to Continuum. Yeah. All right. Okay. So how do you recruit people to your team? All right. What is your recruitment infrastructure? Joseph, tell us about what your recruitment infrastructure is. How do you recruit people to your team? The first step is uh, we just go. Just go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so the vision that God puts in our hearts is a victory from every Indian family. So we need to go into the every Indian home. So it's like there is a one in Chinese, uh, it's like a proverb is there. If, if we want to have a... 10 years prosperity, just plant the seed. If you want uh, 20 years prosperity, plant the, like a, trees. Mm -hmm. If you want 100 years of prosperity and grow people. Yeah. So that one is a, the reason I mentioned here is like, we need to build the people in order to reach every Indian home. Mm -hmm. And the people are not available mm -hmm. in the supermarkets or right. in anywhere. Right. So we just have to go to them. So yeah. one of the things that we, uh, God puts in our hearts is to pull the thread. Mm -hmm. So we pull the thread in uh, Facebook or mm -hmm. through email or friends from the trains or traveling, whoever. Because I come from a, uh, like where I come to the down part of the India. So I don't know anybody in any states. Then God puts it to pull the thread. There is always somebody mm -hmm. somewhere. So with that, uh, like through Facebook or through friends or train journeys, we start connecting them and just going to them. Mm -hmm. That was the first step we take it mm -hmm. to before they come here. In that way, we know exactly uh, what type of people can be used by God. Mm -hmm. And before, like, it actually saves our time and saves our investment mm -hmm. by just going to them mm -hmm. instead of expecting them to come. So we don't advertise, like, as a college or anything. Mm -hmm. We just go to them just and... Go. yeah. Wow, amazing. That's cheaper. <laughs> okay, so uh, Pastor Ezekiel, so how do you find leaders for your church plants? How many churches have you planted? I have planted six. Six churches. churches. Yes. Wow, amazing. You're a hero. Okay, so how do you find leaders for your church plants? As a church planting organization, mm -hmm. to find one potential church planter is like finding a treasure. Right. So we are always on the lookout. Mm -hmm. To help us do that, we set up a qualification for a church planter, and lots of them. Yeah, lots of <laughs> So they have to be a member of the church. They have to be a covenant member of the church, and uh, it would take a while. Mm -hmm. If they are homegrown, mm -hmm. that would be easy, but we also open up ourselves because we attract people from... Outside, since we are a new church, mm -hmm. it is much easier if we have attracted people from outside who are ready and who are willing to go through the process mm -hmm. and catching the vision, the culture, mm -hmm. and plus those who are homegrown from inside. Mm -hmm. So we look for these qualities and like that they have a calling uh, yeah. to plant a church right. and more than willing to go not being comfortable inside mm -hmm. the church. So mm -hmm. if they have that characteristics, mm -hmm. uh, we're so happy for them. Right. We rejoice if we find one. 
right. church planter. So you've, you found your, your potential guy. Yeah. How do you get them to begin to grow or move towards the direction of someday I'm going to plant a church or I'm going to be part of a church planting team? So they have to go to our discipleship classes mm-hmm. uh, from basic ladderized program. And of course, we also have our own Bible school. Uh, oh. Bishop Rich, we have our Bible school. They have to go through that Bible school. Right. Yeah. Once they are sent out, so we have a regular mentoring, mm-hmm. mentor mentoring mm-hmm. also, checking and correcting <laughs> and uh, helping them grow uh, a monthly meeting with them, prayer and visiting them personally in their target area. And that would that, that help a lot for them to grow. Right. So Joseph, once you've recruited them, yeah. how do you build them? Uh, first of all, uh, we, we just want to make uh, ourselves is uh, everybody can have a place. So that's uh, so important because people coming from every corner of India and different backgrounds, different mindset, different culture, everything. But the key to build the leaders, one of the keys that we see it is that they have to see themselves that, oh, I have a place here. Mm-hmm. I can be used. My gift can be used. So in TLCI, right from the day, everybody will have a, a place. Mm-hmm. So like a, even a cooking ministry or welding ministry, pastor's ministry, evangelism, everything. We just treat them every level of ministry in the same level. Right. It's the only one thing we highlight and focus. We are here to raise a victor. So yes. when you cook, you are cooking for people, those who are going to raise the victors. Yeah. So in that way, we just continuously catch them. And uh, that is uh, one of the things that we build around them. It's like that first giving them place that, mm-hmm. oh, I have a place here. Right. Then we build them around. They, everybody want to do something. Mm-hmm. There is always something. Mm-hmm. So that is the key for us to connect. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this guy want to do something. Mm-hmm. So we don't build that guy to be a uh, part of our vision. We right. just build him around his dream. Right. around his desire. He want to do something yeah. because not many want to do like that. So there is always people who made a choice, left their home. Those mm-hmm. are the people who want to do something. Right. So we stand with them and, so that, and we encourage them, their interest and their dreams. And then we build around them our core values, which is mm-hmm. our culture. Mm-hmm. We lead with love. We work through relationship. We committed for excellence. So then we come, final step is we are here to raise a victor from every Indian family. Mm-hmm. So then they get a starting point is mm-hmm. they've been, they give more energy because they are there to grow themselves in right. the next level. Right. Then now they will see a picture. If I'm part of here, I will grow and I will see God's kingdom is growing. Mm-hmm. So, so you're not looking to recruit people to your vision. No, no. You're looking to recruit people to fulfill their destiny. Yes. And you want to help them do that. And you believe that your ministry will help them to do that. Yeah. Because it's all the same. That's became a powerful tool. Now, like people who just bought into the vision, Mm. it don't take us. If anybody stepped into TLCI, I think a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. they just love it. Everybody will say, reason without reason, we will use to cast the vision (laughs) every time. Amen. Pastor Ezekiel, how has this kind of recruitment method helped you find the leaders that will follow you? They've, they've captured your DNA. They've found their destiny. How ha- has this helped you find the leaders that you're looking for, those potential hidden gems, basically? So they get excited to what we are doing. 
like like church planting, planting more 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 churches. Mm -hmm. So they if they have that that calling that attracted them to this ministry. Mm -hmm. Amen. So then how does Joseph I want to ask you specifically because you 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 were uh, recruited really you were uh, you came up from the platform the Victory Asia platform so how does your relationship with the platform help you to recruit and build your leaders oh I'll not be here without mm -hmm. platform mm -hmm. it's my platform is my place of apostolic anointing mm -hmm. in my call the call of God in my life and the purpose of God in my life and it's my covering Mm -hmm. It's my family. Mm -hmm. It's the place where I get the resources to be more effective and powerful and faster. Mm -hmm. Within a very so that's why one day I told to Dr. All is that it saved 36 years of my life mm -hmm. by just being with you. Yeah, yeah. So that I can be more faster than mm -hmm. you. I will see. I'm not going to die without seeing. I will see victory from every Indian family. Yes. Yeah, it really is something, isn't it? When you can connect with something bigger than yourself and you can learn from people that have gone, be gone yeah. before you, you know, there really is an anointing for apostolic ministry on Victory Asia. And, and even for me, like I just, you know, we pass our local church as well. And everything that we're doing, we, we've learned from the platform. We, yeah. we adapted to what we're doing, but basically everything that we're doing, we've, we've adopted from, from the platform as well. Awesome. So um, basically, I just want to reiterate here that the DNA of Victory Asia is reach, teach, mobilize. Are we doing that? Yes. And then what we need to do, what we need most of all is we need to recruit people to help us reach, teach, and mobilize, right? We, who we target as recruits and how we recruit them is so important amen so it's the purpose of the infrastructure it's the reason that we do what we do if it doesn't fit this mold then what we're doing is is pointless right if we put in a program like pastor kelly was saying earlier we don't we don't recruit people to the program we get we put the program to recruit the people right we want the person to rise up in their own destiny in this reach teach mobilize dna culture so if it's not what god's calling you to do then leave it alone. If it's not Reach, Teach, Mobilize, it's not what God's calling us to do as Victory Asia Churches. Thank you for listening to Covenant Leadership. Please subscribe to our bi-monthly newsletters and updates from Asia at victoryasia.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate it, comment, or share. If you have a topic you would like us to speak on, please leave it in the comments below. Thank you again for listening to Covenant Leadership and come back again for more exciting episodes.